Welcome to On the Brain. Do you want a scholarship for your innovative neuroscience project? Today, we talk to Dr. Ty McKinney, who speaks about how you can get your research funded by Branch Out and his path from volunteering to a full-time job. Ty, we're very happy to have you with us. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, could you just give us a brief introduction of yourself, what do you do? Uh, yeah, so as you said, my name is uh, Dr. Tom McKinney, and today I'll be speaking about my role as the Research Director for Branch Out Neurological Foundation. So a lot of people from the Hotchkiss Brain Institute are probably aware of Branch Out and maybe have received some funding for us. And my job is to coordinate the grant program that uh, lets trainees like yourselves to be able to get those grant funding. So what does that actually entail on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, it's very seasonal, um, all things considered, but usually from uh, January until April is when the majority of our grants are going on. Uh, starting with our undergraduates is the earliest one, and it really entails a lot of uh, making sure that all the application forms are functioning properly on our website. Every year there's uh, tweaks and adjustments that need to be made based on feedback from the previous year to try to give a both a more smooth process from the applicant side, as well as less headache from the reviewer's side, because they're looking for specific kinds of information. We want to make sure that we can give it to them. After the applications are compiled, there is an administrative process to then coordinate the scientific review panel, which is uh, uh, trying to recruit as many different people as we can from all across Canada uh, neuroscientists in order to evaluate the grants. When I say that I'm the research director, really that means I'm coordinating a lot of different things. I can't take credit for the decisions on my own. So once we have the reviews allocated, then people go off, make the reviews, then we have a lengthy discussion that usually gets into quite a bit of details about different aspects of scientific methodology in order to determine who the uh, finalists are in order for receiving our grant funding. And then it's the joyous task of interfacing with university administration, legal, and accounting to get the grant set up and get the money to the student. Sounds like a lot of navigating bureaucracy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will say certain universities are better at their bureaucracy than others. Gotcha. Yeah. So how did you come into this role? So I was actually one of the uh, original recipients for a branch of funding back in 2013, I believe. Um, I got an undergraduate grant for my re um, uh, research at the time on hippocampal neurophysiology and protein synthesis inhibition. The research was cool, but I really resonated with branch of's mandate, so I just kind of stayed in touch with uh, the organizers. And then about a year later, they're like, hey, we need someone to do this boring administrative task. Can you do that? I was like, oh, this actually sounds kind of cool. So I said yes. And then from there, the duty just kind of kept accumulating until it turned into a leadership position as it currently is. That's fantastic. So sort of a volunteering role turned into a future job. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and what skills did you learn in grad school that are now serving you in this role? I think from the grad school side of things, there's two that really stood out. One is like the project management, people management side of things. Um, as I mentioned, I'm uh, collaborating with a lot of different uh, neuroscientists in order to bring our review panels together. So there's uh, just making sure that you're organized and keeping all those individual details straight goes a long way. Um, admittedly, sometimes I feel like I don't always do the best job of that, so I do uh, rely on other people on the team to help out with that. Usually I work with a co-chair for our review panel as well. But that is not unlike organizing a committee for your defense or uh, working with a bunch of undergrads in order to make a project advance forward. So there's a lot of a, a big teamwork component as far as that goes. And then the other, I would say, skill that kind of came over from uh, grad school was uh, just being much more data-driven. When I came into the role, we had 
obnoxious Excel spreadsheets that were not scalable, didn't reproduce, um, and were really difficult to update on a year-to-year -year basis. So me and actually a um, former HBI student, uh, Dr. Katie Green, we went through and switched the process to be much more streamlined, so we'd use his spreadsheets as the primary form of data in order, so this way it's a lot easier for us to pull statistics, get a sense of uh, whether or not there's any reviewers that haven't submitted their, uh, their reviews uh, from the operations side of thing. And then I made an R script to actually do the scoring. So it's literally now just press play and it does all the things that we needed to. Whereas in previous years, it was like hours upon hours, like, oh, did this, did this cell line up properly? Is there an error in this cell's formula? No one got time for that. Definitely. <laughs> so that's good to know that the next time I'm sitting down and struggling with code in R, it might actually have a purpose one day. Oh, yes. R is like one of the most useful skills that I got out of grad school. That's being able to very easily do data visualization and get a sense of like what might be going on in the data set is definitely one of the more generalizable skills. Good to know. Yeah. So what attracted you to branch out? It was a combination of two things. One was their mandate. So branch out funds research into uh, holistic brain health and really trying to see what is on the uh, cutting edge of neuroscience. And sometimes that's been controversial in the past, but navigating some of those more difficult discussions around the nuances, I found really exciting. So being able to be a part of an organization for making those uh, decisions, I, I really enjoyed the opportunity to have my skills and expertise so I contribute towards that. And then the other um, thing that really got me excited is that it was a very uh, young organization. I started working with Branch Out when they were only, I think, like three years old. So there wasn't a lot of infrastructure or process set up. So I really got to be involved with helping uh, get the organization where it is today in a lot of different respects. And that actually uh, gave me uh, my first taste of startup experience. Because while I do run my own startup right now, which will be referenced in a later episode, Branch was one of my first experience of taking an organization from, at one point, just like one organizer plus a bunch of volunteers to a much more stable organization with annual processes and board governance and all these other things that make it legitimate and real. Mm -hmm. That sounds very rewarding. Yeah, no, it, it's been really cool to see the kinds of research that we fund start to gain traction in the other areas. I recently uh, I gave a, a brief introduction to our uh, major fundraiser about how we funded psychedelic research before it was cool. <laughs> um, so seeing those kinds of trends emerge has been uh, really rewarding and gratifying. And then the other side is actually getting to see like the, the research we fund themselves, you know, uh, grow up, finish up their programs, go to their next stage of their professional career. But you can tell that they're still influenced by branch out. They're still thinking about holistic health in a little bit of a different way. They appreciate technology. They're bringing their research of, of, um, expertise into their clinical practice. So that's been the other aspect that's been really rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great to see branch out's values being imprinted upon the trainees and hopefully expanding across Canada in the future. Are there any mistakes that you or Branch Out made along the way that, and how did you handle those? Oh, there's always lots of mistakes. The, the hope is that they're just small. So as a person with ADHD, like I'm not always the most detail oriented. So sometimes like mistakes have popped up that way in terms of like legal agreements or how payments are being handled, those sorts of things. So really the best way to manage that is to have a team-based approach. So have other people that are able to double check and verify all the individual things, have much more of a process around it. So in that way we can really lean on each other's strengths. So 
Yeah, there's always like handful of uh, those kinds of errors that pop up each and every year, and really our goal is to make sure that they remain errors that are corrected and don't turn into like actually big mistakes. Right. Since our grants are you know tens of thousands of dollars in some cases, so having that go to the wrong part of the wrong university can be a really big headache to try to sort out. Okay. Uh, no names mentioned at universities where that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will remain anonymous. Is there anything important that you don't think we've touched on? I think the one thing that we haven't really talked about as far as branch out is like how we actually try to approach our evaluation of the science. I'd say that we're relatively unique as a funding organization, that we're trying to uh, do both good quality um, uh, methodological science, but also high impact science, whereas sometimes uh, those are at odds with one another. So uh, we want to make sure that every study that we fund has like the scientific stamp of approval where it's good methodology, it's um, informed by uh, prior literature, got a very clear direction, and it seems feasible. So like that's kind of the, the baseline of like the research we want to fund. And that's not unlike any other funding organization. But where we differ is that we're looking for high impact research. So this means that um, either it could be game changer in the uh, basic science side of things as far as like how we think about certain phenomena, or it has relatively uh, proximal applications for how it could be either commercialized, uh, turned into policy, informed clinical practice, uh, those different sorts of things. And usually the research that is very exciting in that front tends not to have the best methodology. So we're really trying to harmonize those two and find, you know, what's the, the, the projects that excel at both of those simultaneously. Okay. And how do you find that balance when you're looking at applications? Lots of deliberation. Every uh, reviewer on our panel has a different perspective when it comes to these sorts of things. And uh, we review from all the way from like animal study uh, research all the way up to uh, clinical trials um, and early stage commercialization projects. So it really depends on the nature of the project itself. There can be a lot of variability that goes into that. But at the end of the day, it's really just having in mind like what is the possible future impact it could have, and then just kind of reverse engineering how close is it to getting there, and will this study actually advance into that direction? Because sometimes the answer is no, in which case maybe there's another study that would be better to fund. That makes sense. Doesn't sound easy though. It was not easy. We've now got a relatively robust process. Um, again, I really try to rely on my peers for a lot of it. So if anything, like my role over the years has transitioned into instead of, you know, making those decisions, which is guiding a conversation and kind of doing a bit of a group-based mediation during our final uh, deliberations. Uh, so in that way, we're focusing on the right kinds of things and not getting caught up on the details of how the THC is being ingested by the rats. Uh, those are the kinds of details that sometimes our review panel likes to really um, perseverate on. And while they are important, sometimes it can be a bit of a distraction from the, the, the bigger impact of where the project could be going and the impact it could have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely important. Could you give me some examples of success stories that Branch Out has had? Uh, there's a few that we can talk about as far as that goes. So I guess we'll start off with like the funding psychedelics before it was cool. So this is um, a project we funded at the University of Lethbridge with a Dr. Aaron Gruber, and then the student was uh, Vicki Ivan, who I believe has since defended. And when they originally applied for this project to uh, CIJR, um, they got rejected. It was too controversial at the time. Um, and to be fair, like it was controversial for us at the time as well. But again, thinking about the discussion we just had, it was both really good methodology and we saw that it could have potentially high impact, so we decided to fund it. 
Um, it was about $100,000 over the course of four years that we supported this um, early pilot research. And since then, Dr. Gruber's been able to use the, the, the pilot data that uh, we helped support him with to get additional funding from Alberta Innovates and CIHR, where now it's been about a, a 2.5 ROI. So they've gotten over a quarter of a million dollars now to fund this research into how psychedelics can help out with substance abuse, thanks to the funding that we gave them, whereas they couldn't have gotten that without us initially. So that's one relatively clear success story. On the commercialization side, um, I think a really good example is actually the work with uh, Dr. Curtin and uh, Possibility Neuro. We funded a couple of uh, students uh, working with uh, Dr. Curtin, I think back in like 2016, 2017. And this was for like um, very basic science kind of stuff like, oh, there's a BCI, but we don't know how this works with kids with disabilities. We need to do some uh, studies to, you know, actually clarify, you know, will this work and that sort of stuff. And then fast forward uh, about four or five years, and now they brought spin-off companies. So that basic research we funded uh, was incorporated into the lab and was able to get refined enough to the point where now there's a clear value proposition. And uh, now that company, uh, Possibility Neuro and BCI for Kids, they've gotten lots of media attention. They're starting to get traction with customers. They got a fairly robust commercialization plan. So that's, again, one of the success stories that we're trying to see, where you find a, a concept all the way from idea to impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those stories are incredible, and I'm so happy that they happened. It seems like your organization really occupies a niche, and it's kind of a niche where not everyone's willing to take a chance on this research, but it really has the possibility to flourish, and that's clearly paying dividends. So congratulations on being a part of that. Oh, thank you. No, like I say, um, we like to think about Branch Out as the angel investor for neuroscience. So what we fund is constantly evolving. So I'm excited to see what the new cutting edge of, oh, like, not sure about that, what that's going to be over the next up and coming years. Because if our track record is any indication, those sorts of ideas will become mainstream in five to 10 years. And we want to be at the forefront of being able to support that kind of innovation. Excellent. I look forward to seeing what other projects explode in the future. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. And again, thanks for all the, the people that have applied for our grants and have supported us in different ways. And if you have received one of our grants, excited to hear where you've uh, ended up. Mm-hmm.